Welcome back to the Coruscant Nights podcast. We're very happy to have you here for another week of brilliant Star Wars content. My name is Cooper. Alongside me, as always, is Mark. Hello there. And Jack. This is the way. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Back. You've he actually done thing. a line, Jack. Oh my goodness. All right. I can't believe I've been waiting for this for weeks and weeks. <laughs> How long has it been? Like, I don't know. Months Three and months. months. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we're very happy to have. It's back because we are talking about The Mandalorian today. More specifically, our favorite episodes. We're also going to do a bit of trivia. But because, um, you know, we all love The Mandalorian, we thought, why not bring on a couple of guests? So we've got two very special guests joining us today. First of all, a big welcome for her first time on the podcast, Kida. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Awesome. Um, just for the people at home... Would you mind maybe giving us what your favorite Star Wars movie is, favorite Star Wars character is? Because I know you're pretty new to it. Yeah. Uh, so definitely when I was watching, I loved um, the prequels. So Revenge of the Sith. Yep. Perfect. Loved it. Everything. Mm. I love Padme. love Anakin. I love Obi-Wan. I love it. Cool. Very good. All and... valid reasons. Yes. I was going to say, it sounds... Um... <laughs> Sounds like uh, Jack's characters um, <laughs> in the movie as well. That's, that's good. That's good. Um, and we also welcome back to the podcast. Actually, sorry, it's his first time on the podcast, second time on the channel. We welcome back Ben. Welcome. Greetings. How's it going? Now, Ben helped us out on the Great Debate video. So if you haven't watched that, go check it out. We'll put it in a card or in the link uh, in the description below. But yeah, so we've got five on the panel today to discuss our favorite Mandalorian episode. And like I said, we'll do a bit of trivia at the end. All right. Are you guys ready to get into it? Yes. Let's go for it. Okay. So I drew the short straw. So I'm starting again this <laughs> week. I feel like this is becoming a bit of a trend. Not that it matters. All right. Um. So first things first, I need to say there are 20, no, not 24. There are 16 really good episodes of the Mandalorian. I'm not including any of season three as we've discussed last week that's just terrible but some of you who did watch last week knew that i really liked season two of the mandalorian and there was a reason that it is ranked so high for me as masterpiece it's because it has my favorite episode in it and i knew as soon as i saw it i was so invested in this season and it is season two episode one the marshal now for those who don't remember, this is the episode that we meet Cobb Vant, Jack's uh, favorite. Um, and <laughs> it's a quest for the Mandalorian to try and find another of his kind. He goes to, I forgot what the other planet was, but he goes to find information. And then they tell him that the Mandalorian's on Tatooine. And then he goes to Tatooine and finds Cobb Vant in the armor of Boba Fett. Now, Great episode overall. I remember seeing like a 55-minute runtime and thinking, yes, this is exactly what I want from a Star Wars episode. So I was really happy to see that. Uh, but I have got a few notes that I want to share with you guys because I know it's kind of consistent across all Mandalorian episodes, except for Season 3. But I think that it really excels in a set, uh, excels in a few areas. So first things first. Have you Actually, let me ask a question. Have any of you guys watched The Marshall recently at all? Not recently. Uh, okay. uh, I think 
Oh no, Peter and I, we, like not more recently than the other two, because when we did our rewatch, it was like not too long ago, but yeah. Year, maybe? yeah, maybe. So like probably. I All think right. I haven't seen it since it came out. So. Yeah, a couple. <laughs> well, my question was going to be, did you guys notice that there was an aspect ratio change mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. the end of the episode? was in um like IMAX full, full yeah yep. yeah the mm. screen kind of just uh got rid of the black bars and it I became feel like I might screen. remember that happening actually I yeah. thought that was a really cool change I didn't notice it until I watched it the other day um and I guess it's just to make the scale of the crate dragon a lot bigger but I don't know I really appreciated that bit of um filmmaking and editing uh also I really really appreciate the music I know that like the Mandalorian music is pretty good across the board, but one track in particular, it's the arrival of the Tuscans to Mos Pelgo. It's so eerie and like otherworldly that I don't know, it just sounds really cool. So if anyone's watching, listening to this, I'm going to go watch it. Wait until the arrival of the Tuscans. Cause it's a really good, really good track. Um, I also really like that this episode is almost like a classic Western sort of episode. I mean, it's got a lot of tropes of the of the classic Western films, but I think it really works for Star Wars. I mean, Din Djarin is a bounty hunter, um, kind of like an outlaw, like we do see in these Western sort of films. You know, it's got um, face-offs with uh, gunslingers set in a desert sort of environment. I don't know. I just, I really, it really works for Star Wars and it really works for The Mandalorian. I can't go any further without mentioning the action i really do love the the stuff with the crate dragon but even more so the stuff at the start in the i don't know i would call it like a flight club i would uh, say yeah. yeah uh just with the gamorian guards fighting and then mando getting his whistling birds out and you know taking on the opponents throwing a dagger at the dathomirian i really like that stuff and i'll finish off just quickly by saying that this episode has, in my opinion, one of the best reveals in the Mandalorian, uh, in, in across the live action shows, I'll even go as far to say. The reveal of Boba Fett, first of all, the fake reveal when he walks into the bar with like Cobb Vance with the armor. I'm like, oh, oh my God, he's here. Nope. But we got him in the end and that's okay. And that was amazing. And Tamora Morrison has blessed the screen. And he only was there for like five seconds, but he still got a credit at the end in the co- co-stars. So, you know what? It's a good day's work. But look, The Marshal is a great episode. I think it's got everything I love about The Mandalorian. I've watched it so many times and every time I just think it just gets better and better. I know there's more like other episodes that I think you guys will probably talk about in terms of narrative. They're a lot stronger. This one, not necessarily because it's pretty straightforward. You know, I'll help you if you help me. But I don't know. I just, I really like it. So thank you for listening. And <laughs> I will pass it on to Ben now to oh, chat about his episode. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn. Uh, hmm. I think I really wanted to start first with some honorable mentions because for me, it was hard to choose an episode, mainly because I usually see the scenes or like milestone moments rather than episodes themselves. But uh, for instance, my background here, hmm. uh, when the Mandalorians attack the Imperial base in season three, I just thought that scene was really epic. Mm. Obviously, I'm not a fan of season three the most either because it's pretty mid, but this, this scene was pretty awesome. Um, I also like the episode in season two when Ahsoka shows up 
because that was mm. cool. First uh, Ahsoka live action appearance, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but the episode that I chose, which is going to be a curveball, I think, for a lot of people, is from Mandalorian season 2.5, Boba <laughs> Fett, Chapter 5, Return of the Mandalorian. <laughs> what? <laughs> great. I great. chose this episode. That's completely valid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it is, so that's good enough for me. But um, I chose it mainly because it has, like, the most, I guess, the start of, like, the Darksaber stuff mm. with Din, mm. and I just thought that's really cool. With, like, the uh, Vizsla, you know, arcing up, trying to uh, challenge him for the right of the saber and actually seeing Din use it. Um, obviously, we saw it a bit in like the end of season one and a bit of season two, but this is when we like really get to see it, uh, mm. the first appearance. So, yeah, that's why I chose it. Um, I guess in extent, the next episode has Cad Bane in it, and I just wanted to mention that because I love that episode because it has Cad Bane in it. <laughs> but uh, it's not really a Mando episode at that point, but honorable mention. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I really have much else to say. Darksaber's cool. Yeah, yeah. I like to like, extend on Ben's comment about Din using the Darksaber. It's actually something that we didn't even really get to see much, like even mm. after after on onwards on that, because yeah. he just like didn't really vibe with it and thought that he was better just using his own stuff. So like seeing him go to town, those people, and then takes off the guy's head was was pretty, yes. pretty, pretty cool. It was very epic. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought it was pretty uncharacteristic of Din to, um, I wouldn't say necessarily struggle with the dark saber, but it was uncharacteristic of him to. Do you remember the scream that he let out when he sliced the guy in half? Mm, mm. I thought that was really weird. I don't know if he was struggling with the weight of the dark saber or if he was like having a you know mental crisis because he's lost Grogu. Yeah. I don't know, but Maybe I just thought that was very weird for someone who's so normally reserved and calm and patient. He just lets out this wail that's just, you know, almost frightening in a sense, desperate. But yeah, I I like that episode as well. That's a good episode, Ben. Yeah, thank you. All right, well, I suppose I'll go now then. <clears throat> so my cha- episode is episode seven of season two, which is chapter nineteen, The Believer which mm. I think hopefully many people will uh, will agree is one of the better, better episodes of the show. Written and directed by Rick Famuyiwa, of course. Cooper looks entirely puzzled, but I can assure him it is called The Believer. Yeah, it is. It's the second last one of the season, isn't it? Is it yeah. chapter 19? It is. Yep. Second last one, isn't it? Yep. Okay. I believe it is, yeah. All right. It is. Okay. So... I think everyone can agree that Migs Mayfell by Bill Burr is one of the best parts of this episode. I think it's been credited as, oh, I think he's been credited as one of the one of the better acts in not just, well in the whole show, but this episode specifically, his acting was on point. The music again, as Cooper mentioned, as always, is great. But what I love about it in this episode is that it adds tension to throughout the entire episode. There's so many mm. points of tension, like. We don't know if, because with Migs Mayfeld and his former Imperial officer, if he's going to recognize him. We don't know if Mando's actually going to take his helmet off, which he's been opposed to throughout the entire show. If the pirates are going to destroy the Rhydonium shipments, because they destroyed all the others. Mm. 
But one of the things I found particularly interesting, actually, is the fact that you actually kind of cheer when the Empire comes in and shoots the pirates. Because they're kind of saving the day, if you think about the grand scheme of things. And I don't think there's actually been a time before this when you've kind of gone for the Empire, if that makes sense. Like the fact when they just come, they swoop in on the TIE fighters, fire at the pirates, and all the stormtroopers line the bridge and salute them, Mando and, and Mayfeld, as they're driving the thing through the over the bridge. It's just something that you've never experienced before, and I just love that so much. But that, of course, brings me to the best scene of the entire episode, which is when Mayfeld and his former officer have an exchange over a drink. We all know what happens then. Uh, they reveal that Bill Burr's character was part of the Burn and Con operation in Operation Cinder, and that the entire division he was in was lost because of that officer's poor decision making. And the fact that he just kind of shoves it under the rug, like, oh, they're all heroes of the Empire, they died as heroes. And then Bill Burr's like, yeah, but they're just dead. And then, speaking of dead, he kills his officer and begins a huge, awesome fight. One of the better fights, I think, of the show, when they're uh, breaking their way out of the facility, and then there's Cara Dune and Fennec Shan sniping mm. the, the stormtroopers who are trying to catch up to them, and it really becomes a team effort. Mm. Yep. And that seismic charge. Uh, yep, that was exactly my next point, that seismic <laughs> charge. How good was that? We got yeah. to see it once again. Yeah. One of my all-time favorite weapons in Star Wars. And what I think I'll end my spiel about is the fact that there's a dynamic in this episode between the Rebels and the Empire, with Kara Dune, the former Rebel jump trooper, mm. and, of course, Mayfeld, the former Imperial sharpshooter. Mm. And they butt heads pr throughout the entire episode. But then at the end, when Mayfeld fires at the Rhydonium and he blows the entire facility up, Kara Dune actually kind of begins to respect him and mm. lets him go free instead of sending him back to prison. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But nice. overall, yeah, that's that's probably my favorite episode, I'd say. And that's that's, that's all a I really have good to say, choice, man. Mark. That's yeah. a really good choice. Now that I think about it, I probably should have picked something like that as well. I think <laughs> there's a lot of tension in that one scene that exactly. you mentioned as your favorite. Yeah. And I don't think there's enough of that. In, there's uh, oh, in the tension. Movie. I think the tension in this episode really keeps the audience in. Yeah. It kind of makes it even almost thriller aspect to it. The only thing I remember disliking about that episode is the fact that the pirate attacks just felt very repetitive. Like, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of waves. It was like, yeah, it was a lot of waves and it kind of felt like, oh, come on, hang on. Why why are we doing this? This is like yeah. 20 minutes of the episode. Why are we doing this? Mm. Anyway. Well, just... I think 20 minutes is a bit much, but oh, yeah, okay, I, right. see you, ten, I see what you 10, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, let's say. Yeah. Anyway, no, good episode. Very good episode. Yep. All right, Keita? So I rewatched it a bit last night. Uh, my favorite episode was season one, episode six, and it's called The Prisoner. Nice. Um, I think it goes for 41 minutes about around about that time. Um, basically, in this episode, Mando's doing what he always does and he's bounty hunting and he's finding, um, I think the prisoner's Zion, Zion, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's like the purple dude. And he's with a bunch of other people and they've gone into the ship and trying to find him in the prison. Um, essentially they all end up turning on him and instead of 
you know, him taking the guy, getting his money, they act, he actually has to fight all of them. Um, I like this episode one because Mando's actually doing stuff, like he's holding himself up on his own. Grogu's off in the ship. He's not doing anything. He's playing hide and seek. Um, yeah, doing whatever he's doing. Um, so that, that was really good. But we see uh, Mando and how smart he is and how he tackles them down one by one. And how he does it with the doors and then the red lighting and how it like flickers and then he shows up and then he disappears and it's just, uh, it just looks so cool. Um, yeah. And I also, I liked seeing um, Grogu where at the end you think that he's going to use the force and he's like holding his hand up and you realize that it actually wasn't him. It was Mando coming to save him, but it's attention just, oh, it was so nice. Um, And we found a little fun fact for you guys. Um, The ship that was actually used to attack Mando was the same design as General Grievous in episode three in Revenge of the Sith. Oh, okay. On, yeah, the one on the, on the ship. That's awesome. Interesting. Yeah. Fun fact. Um, we also, I also liked how... um. Not only did Mando lock them up, but when he took them, he took um the prisoner back. He was smart and he didn't just let him get away. But yeah. yeah. That's nice. very good. I did like yeah. how that episode focused more about Mando kind of having to adapt on the on the job. And he and he didn't he wasn't really like blinded by it as such because as as you know obviously by the end he puts the tracker on that ship and the new public blow them <laughs> blow them all the, away so it's like oh he kind of you know and forced... you see when he's actually fighting them like he still struggles like it's not like he's super powerful mm-hmm. like it shows him but he still outsmarts them all. And what I love about that episode is that it's kind of got like thriller aspects as well. Like you yeah. were saying with the red lights and how he disappears. Oh, yeah, that was great yeah, when like I was watching it. And he like comes closer and closer. Yeah, but exactly. You don't see it until the light comes on. Mm. Yeah. So good. Yeah. You'll have to remind me. Was this the episode where uh, Grogu force chokes one of them? No, no. Oh, okay, I must be I thinking of another episode. I think this is the one where at the start of this one is when Grogu. Um, they just find Grogu in the thing, and they're like, oh. And then they talk about Din being like, um, oh, is he a Gungan under the helmet? <laughs> I remember when they and they all joked about that. And then he's right. like, he's not a pet kind of thing, you know. But I yeah. I don't know what episode I'm thinking of then, because I, th- I was know, pretty he, sure it was he, that one. Also chokes Gina Carano's character in a different episode. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, that's silly of me. Yeah. Was this Sorry. the first episode that Mix Mayfeld appeared in? Yeah. Or yeah. it was, okay. Yeah. yeah. That was a he's that was a really good episode. Yeah, good action. Yeah, that was one of my other top ones as well. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Everybody. All right, bring us home, Jack. Oh, okay. Um, If you guys were watching, uh, that you actually wouldn't know. Anyway, uh, so I talked, obviously, to the guys about um, my favorite one. Like, wait, uh, not about my favorite one, but one that I didn't really like so much back in the day. But now I do. It is actually season one, episode four, The Sanctuary. Oh. So. What? Yep, you hated a, that one. Yes, this is the controversial thing. I would like to give honorable mentions, of course. The honorable mentions have to go for the finale of season one, where Moff is in the Tie Fighter and Din's absolutely ragging on him with his he grapple hooks onto the tie, and 
takes him down like that and just hearing Moff Gideon's theme for the first time ever in that season and the episode was just so, so good. IG, IG's um sacrifice, so good. Anyway, um, I would like, so the reason why I want to talk about this episode is I really, after rewatching it and after looking at the structuring of all Mandalorian seasons, it's very, it's very um independent. It's not a lot of plot in a lot of these, these episodes. And when watching season one, when I watch this episode, I'm like, oh, it's so filler. It's so not plot related. He's just hiding out. But then I realized half of all the episodes and all the shows are just him doing individual stuff. And there's not a lot of plot. Like even with Mark's one, there's good plot development and character development for some of the characters. But that was the second, that was the second last one for that season. It really mm. didn't like set up much of that epic introduction to Luke at the, you know, in the next episode. So it's like, well, not a lot of it has a lot of plot. It's more about the season long kind of thing. So with that in mind, this episode had the classic, as Cooper likes to say, the Western tropes. It has a, a cute little lonely farm village, which I, this is the main reason. I love the whole planet. I love the aesthetic. I love the little um, water pond things with the little huts. It's so cute. And um, I love, I just love the um, Clone Wars kind of vibe where they have to, the goodies have to train them to defend themselves. Also, we get the introduction to Gina Carano's character, which I thought was a really good introduction, obviously, to the to the show. However, um, yep, things happened. But mm. um, we also get the lovely meme of Grogu sipping on his soup when they're fighting <laughs> each other, which is just so cute. And the main reason why I love this episode is how scary they make the walker feel with the red eyes mm. from the tree line, having these pirates have this access to... A vehicle, I, I told Key to this when we rewatched it and, and talked about it, it's a vehicle that in the movies is not really that scary in, in terms of the grand scheme of things because it's such a smaller, you know, ground transport attack vehicle. But in this situation, when you've got just a bunch of farm people with with only like blasters, they have to outsmart it and trying to like, it's such like a horror villain kind of, you know, vibe with him ch- trying to get to him. And just seeing, I keep thinking about this shot, the shot where you have the walker and the people on that side with the middle bit where they're trying to get him to sink in, and it's a like a, it's a long shot. Wow, beautiful. The cinematography, the music of of like the um the pirates raiding the. This is another reason why I love this episode is the kind of more because this is season one. This is where you get more of the oh Mandalorian's not just you know just some faceless character. He was almost tempted to take his helmet off to show that girl. He was gonna almost mm. settle down with that girl, and I just really like that whole kind of aura and that kind of vibe where it's like you know he's just a regular guy in the end you know like he's doing his job but he also wants to have a life in the same way but he knows he knows he can't obviously also because of the time where the bounty hunter track Grogu there and he realized that oh nowhere he goes is safe and um uh Grogu playing with the kids and you see Din just you don't see his face but he's having a drink and food off to the side with his helmet next to neck uh, on the on the table is just I don't know just everything and then Din lying laying against the against the the hut just looking like a dad proud dad figure is just <laughs> this whole episode just gave me happy vibes and i just i love the scene i love the cinematography the music the the training montage the the pirate villains which i don't usually like just random villains but like this one this one did it for me so i just think this one needs a lot more recognition because i think it gets overlooked because of all the other grand scheme episodes with luke showing up in the end of season two and and the Jedi episode and the seeing stone episode. I think a lot of these overshadow such a more simpler, but more focused kind of tone and what <laughs> they're trying to go with. And I, and that's why I love season one, obviously more than two, because it, 
it kept to its what it was originally meant to do. You know, a small space western, protect the child, get him away from the bounce. I just, yeah, I think this episode was great. It did it for me. And yeah, I liked it. That's why I wanted to talk about today. Yeah, that, so, yeah. that episode is actually one of the ones that has always that I've always remembered the best mm. from that season. I've always liked that one as well. So I'm not sure why it's stuck in my head so much, but yeah, good choice. Yeah, yeah. I was, as you could tell by my reaction, I was very surprised. Mm. Um, that episode does not seem like a thing that you would be into at all. That is true. That's why I'm saying so, it's, it's a. Uh, it's just I think honestly with. After three seasons of Mandalorian, the main episodes I actually love nowadays, like even the Sin, the one before it, I just yeah. love the ones that are a lot more grounded to Din, grounded to to the main focus of why we watch the show. Season three ended up becoming this whole Mandalorians kind of thing, mm. which is, but I don't want it to be in the show. Initially, you know, I just think that there's too many other season two cameos, people showing up, even Boba at the end of that, Boba at the end of that even Cobb Vanth, like, I just want a more grounded, we had no other special characters in this, apart from Gina, and she's not even really a, you know, like a legacy character, she was just new to this, so I think I just love, I think this is what I'm going with, I think if they do make more Mandalorian seasons, I want a more focused, grounded kind of character study with Din and, and Grogu, because at the heart of it, that's why we all fell in love with the show initially, so yep. this episode needed more recognition, in my opinion, that's why I wanted to talk about it, and I love it, so, yep. Very good. Very good discussion, everyone. Um, got a nice variety of episodes. I think every like all the ones we discussed were were really good, um, yeah. in their own right. And obviously, we've spoken about that. I mean, there's some great episodes, like everyone was saying that. You know, we didn't speak about the 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 season two finale, season one finale. They're great episodes right. in their own right, but just obviously these are our personal favorites. So, yeah. Okay, now special treat for everyone watching. We're going to do a bit of Mando trivia. What am I? All right. We got, Let's go. We got all four competitors. Let's start this trivia, shall we? Let's go. I should mention that they're all Mandalorian based, obviously. So if, if you didn't guess. Oh, I'm scared. I'm yeah. scared. All right. Question one. How old is Grogu Jeez, slash Baby Yoda? Got I four answers. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, so, that's a bit embarrassing. We've got <laughs> three corrects, and based off of the reactions, I feel like we know who got it wrong. <laughs> that's all right. Oh, okay, Mark's <laughs> currently in the lead. Let's move on to question two. Let's go, man. In season two, episode one, oh, the oh. Marshal of Mos Pelgo, what is his name? Corn uh, well, on the cob. It just took corn on the cob. Reference to one of our earlier episodes. Yeah. All right. Clean slate there. Um, I feel like that might have been a given. Anyway, everyone's on the board now. Question three is, in what episode does the Darksaber oh. first appear? Got four episodes here. The Reckoning, The Siege, The Tragedy, or Redemption? Handy, handy, handy. Let's see who we go. Mark's too fast. okay. So, Redemption is the right answer. Right at the end, when Moff Gideon emerges from his... I don't think I can catch him. I don't think I can catch him. I'm sure I'm bound to make a mistake somewhere. All right, next question. Which of these famous characters did not appear in season two? Got four very legendary characters here. I didn't click it fast enough. All right, we've got Uh, Han Solo did not appear. 
but we got a great array of characters who did. All right. Still think Mark is topping the charts. Close. So close. Question five. Who is this New Republic officer featured in season two? Oh, my favorite boy. My favorite. <laughs> oh, wow. Everyone got that quickly. Wow. Okay. Carson Tavar. He's a legacy character. Mark no way I didn't get in. I got it. I'm rooting. Question six, I think. Grogu takes on a new name at the end of season three. What is it? Okay, I was first. There's no way in here. Yeah, hell. I can jack up that I one feel like, for me. I feel like it could be Lil Yoda, you know? With I wish. Mace Grogu. Mace Grogu. Oh, what? what? Oh, what? sorry. Why did I click Lil Yoda? Oh, wow. So you just gave us the answer, but without oh, actually. It's Din Grogu. I don't know. It is Din Grogu. You guys all should You pranked hell? us. Uh-huh. Is he a rapper now or something? Oh. I thought I don't know why I clicked Little Yoda. Maybe I did it as a meme. Oh All right, God. it was Din Grogu. That's the oh, right. Oh, that was my one to catch Mark on. Oh my goodness! All right, no. I was right thinking same. of choosing Little Yoda for the lols. I've lost my streak. Same. He ruined it. He ruined oh. it. All right. Question seven. What was the first piece of armor that Din Djarin had replaced oh, with Kildaskar? This one should be pretty easy if you watched, um, season one. Oh. Maybe I got it uh, wrong. Wow. Damn. Interesting. Yeah, was... I'm very curious to see who got this right. Oh, was, I think that was me. You. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, it, it, was, it was. Yeah, no, shot. it is the right, oh, it's the yeah, right shoulder guy because he gets the mudhorn crest on it. Just piece. Whistling birds is not really armor, is it? It's just. Weaponry. Well, I thought it. I don't know. He. Well, the thing yeah. is, right, he gets the shoulder guard and then he gets the rest of the thing. So it's mm-hmm. like. Yeah. True. All right. I don't know what question this is. I think it's eight. What droid type is this recognizable bounty hunter? I don't know this. Got it. IG, B2, B1, or HK Assassin. Everyone oh. right. Congratulations. IG, 11. There's uh, no way now that Jack's going to not come first. Question 9. Why is Mandalore initially perceived to be uninhabitable by humans? Interesting. Well, everything almost, isn't it? There, Yes, but there is one reason why... Yeah, yeah, the air quality. The air quality. Yeah. That is what is mentioned. There is everything else on there, though, too. So. Mm. <laughs> right. Let's Move on you. to question 10. Who has directed the Ooh. most Mandalorian episodes? Tough one. I'm going to go my homeboy, Rick. Oh. <laughs> my homeboy. That's I went with as well. I don't it know, directors. Rick. It is Rick. <laughs> Rick has done six <laughs> episodes, yeah, which Rick. is crazy. All right. Damn. Oh, Rick. I was oh, there. a battle down the, down, the, down the bottom here. Okay, we've got one more question left. This Let's is for go. all the marbles. Jack, get it wrong. No, Mark. <laughs> How many times has Din Djarin's oh. helmet or helmet, helmet been taken off across the three seasons? I think this is the helmet. last one. I actually don't know. Damn. Yes. No. Wow. <laughs> it is two. Was that it, really? Yeah. Yeah, because. Droid and he's <gasps> no, the correct Wait, answer is three. Oh, yeah, well, because that's what I thought. Who was the third one? Um, at the end of season two and in the the believer episode and at the end of episode, oh, episode he took it off in front of Grogu when he left. Oh, I forgot. Okay, who, who, and don't forget who that got... episode where the flamethrower was in the first scene. Who did three? Well, I need, I need to know who did three. I said three. Okay, all right. Um, 
Give me them points. Oh, yeah. Well, technically, if it wasn't Mark, I still won anyway, technically. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it's not going to... Uh, I'm yeah, sorry, guys. So That's, I, I thought I had it all figured him. out last night. In other words, and... I don't think... Hear me out, guys. I don't think to the people watching and listening, because technically everyone got the Grogu one wrong because of Cooper's question. However, this one, Ben and Keita both got that point, but I think it wouldn't have really changed the outcome nah, of maybe yeah. Ben being on third. I'm still last. Mark is so ahead of them too. So I think, yeah, I think it really wouldn't have changed too much, but... Let's I need go. to do some more proofreading, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. I enjoyed it. Nice, uh, nice trivia. That was I'm a good trivia. Good. I mean, besides my my fatal flaws. But <laughs> I hope you had a good time regardless. And that brings us to the end of our Mandalorian episode. All right. Um, Just a quick reminder, we're on social media. As you know, all the places, Insta, TikTok, go follow us, behind the scenes, um, uh, updates YouTube. on the show. The usual, yes. I just need to say that now, the usual. Oh, I said YouTube. Oh, YouTube, sorry. Yeah, we're on YouTube. And keep a lookout for our polls as well. Uh, we will be doing them uh, weekly. Big thank you to Ben and Keita again. They are our patrons. We are always very grateful for your guys' support. We do appreciate it. And uh, we hope to have you on again soon. Yeah, well, thanks for having us. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Thanks for All coming right. on. That will do us. Thank you very much for tuning in and we will catch you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.